Corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello, hello, hello again, and thank you very much there, legendary John Bon Jovial. Welcome, listeners around the world, to another award show, because the world needs another award show. So we decided we'd make every show an award show, and you and our guests get to help us pick who gets the awards. No voting panels, no nominations or anything, just Pick somebody you think deserves an award, and uh, hey, we'll go ahead and award them. And a special thanks and hello to our friends in Rochester, New York, who listen to us on FM 106.3 WRFZ, Rochester Free Radio. And as a matter of fact, we're going to have our first TDBA award right now. John Bon Jovial, are you ready? Cue the comb chorus for the award. And there you go, the uh, the David Bowers Awards Combs Chorus. And this week's first award goes to Armand Shawbrook. And uh, he has a show on WRFZ, Rochester Free Radio, Armand Shawbrook Sprints. And we are having a rather, a, a week late salute to him because I did not know this until he announced it on his show last week that uh, that was his 50th anniversary show, the 50th show he had done on Rochester Free Radio. So uh, we want to salute him because uh, his show precedes our show uh, in Rochester where they hear us on Saturday afternoons at uh, uh, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, he's on for the two hours before us. We want to salute you, Armin. And keep spinning those eclectic hits. He does some some stuff you'll never hear anywhere else. I can promise you that. Uh, check him out if you get a chance. Armin Schobert spins on WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. John Bon Jovial, how are you doing this week? Oh, fairly wonderful, David. You know, it's been another fun-filled week full of mirth, merriment, frivolity, and various other sundry miscellaneous items. Uh, but, uh, you know, the sun is shining and, uh, I, I know that the, you know, the Tonys were just a few days ago and I don't know if we're as fabulous as they are, but, you know, we're, we're here nonetheless every week, week in, week out, we're reliable and they're only once a year. So, you know, get over it, you people, we're, we're in your face, whether you like it or not. I would say that makes us <laughs> at least 51 times more better than they are. No comment. Oh, <laughs> no, I, 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 my, my mind just drew a blank. Uh, but, yes, we're 50, 51, more, 51 times better than they are. Absolutely. Right. They do Absolutely. it once a year. We do it every week. And right now, yeah. we're going to do it because we've got some great, some great indie music coming up with a couple of wonderful guests I know you're going to love. And we've got a couple of new tracks we're going to play first, and we're going to get to them right now. First, we have... A Mumbai, India-based DJ producer, Ankit Suhandani, who's better known by his stage name Aztec, and a heck of a lot easier to say, too. And uh, he's said to have taken the dance music industry by storm in India. 
His productions and collaborations are getting support from many EDM artists, which is, for those of you who aren't familiar with EDM, it's electronic dance music, which we're hearing a lot of, and it's spilling over into the pop tracks, too. His remix of Afrojack and Hardwell, Hollywood, alongside Pash, was ED Nations, uh, was rather dropped by Micris at the Ultra Main Stage in Miami uh, a few weeks ago, and EDM Nations... Uh, said that uh, he had just released a banger of a free download and added that the track will impress you even from the first sounds, blowing and groovy drum work combined with raw leads and short vocal interventions. So check it out for yourself and see what you think. We'll talk about it after we listen to Aztec and Higher Game.
This week, and a, uh, a gentleman from India who goes by the name of Aztec. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? Uh, well, I, I, I'll look. I, I don't want to say anything nasty about it. It's it, it, a very finely produced piece of um, uh, piece of music, and it's just not my thing. That's just plain and simple. It's just not my thing. But, I mean, he, I, you can tell he put a lot of work into it and a lot of effort, and I applaud him for that. Um, and I, I guess that's really about all I can say about it. I agree with you. I am, uh, you, know, you know, you know, I'm accepting of uh, a lot of different types of music, even though there are some that I don't personally get into. Uh, and I can, as you said, I can appreciate the work and, uh, and the talent that he put into this. But uh, frankly, oh, absolutely. frankly, it, uh, it doesn't move me. It's a, uh, you know, at, at first it kind of bored me. And then he gets into the more intricate stuff. And basically it's an exercise in electronics and engineering. Uh, it, to me, is uh, it would be something that, yeah, it's a fun hobby to do at home. You know, I'm, if I had the right equipment, I might play with it to see what I could create. Well, well sure. It, I, you know, to me, it, it all ties back into our conversation that we had last week about the auto-tune thing. Yes, and yeah. this is auto-tune for instruments, if you will, or auto-tune yeah. for, you know, a computer to make it make certain sounds. And, and again, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about Aztec. I'm, you know, the, look, I'm sure that he and his cohorts... They poured their heart into it, and, and that's obvious. It's just, to me, it does, just doesn't have any commercial viability at all. Yeah, to me, uh, I, I think about what you just said, that they poured their hearts and souls and the genius into it, and I tend to just sit there and say, why? If you've got that much time and talent and equipment sure. to invest, why not go and invest it in real music? But... Be that as it may, a Absolutely. lot of kids out there are buying this music, and uh, you know, there's a lot of folks that are digging on the EDM scene, and I and, and I understand that. But being a 66 year old old fart like I am, it's just you know, I, hey, you know, give me the Grateful Dead or Procol Harum any day of the week. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Moving right along, we've got a young lady here who does put her heart and soul into real music. She's been a guest on the show uh, several times. Uh, she's got uh, a new lady. song. 
She's got a new song coming out. She's a singer-songwriter from North Carolina who's influenced by several different genres of music. She delivers a unique blend of dynamic songwriting, creating crossover appeal, and she's been able to explore various musical styles, which has rewarded her with multiple official Grammy ballot placements in several different categories for songwriting and performance over the past four years, as well as several film and TV placements. Her recent hit, Falling to Pieces, was a response to the tragic events at the Pulse in Orlando. It's a message of mourning for victims and their families, but also a warning to the shooter that his vicious attack won't break us or tear us down or make us fall to pieces. All proceeds, by the way, from the iTunes sales of uh, Fall to Pieces will be donated to the One Orlando Fund for the life of the song. And I salute you, Nikki, Chris, for for such a, a wonderful and generous move on your part. We teased about her having been in the studio rather secretively, uh, over the past couple of weeks, and uh, we tried to find out what it was she was up to, and we did uh, through a uh, series of rather mysterious messages she posted for a week or so online. We finally got to uh, snoop behind the scenes, caught her in the uh, control room and in the studio producing her latest record, which is something that uh, not only has she never sung about before, I don't think anybody else has ever had a commercially released single on this particular topic. So, if you would, please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome a very lovely lady and personal friend of ours, Nikki Christ, and her latest release, Captain America. Turn quickly into a man Wants to do what's right The best that he can His strength is something That we have never seen before Fight in the unknown And win noble war
You're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. And there you have it. That's Nikki Chris, Captain America. We need Captain America today. What you think, John Bon Jovial? Oh, that's great. I, well, I love Nikki Chris. I mean, she's such a good lady and she's such a huge talent. Uh, yeah, we need Captain America today. I, absolutely. We sure do. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's that's that anthemic type of song that she does so well and has uh, actually, I think, uh, has become her her signature sound. She she does that anthemic music so well and. Uh, not that she doesn't do some other stuff. We've had her on the show doing uh, several different types of songs, but uh, she's got the, the heart and soul in her voice to really, really do a powerful song, and, and, and she's done a good one there. It'll be interesting to see how that tracks, because uh, I, think, I think she's going to have something strong there. And we're going to move right along now, because we have our first guest standing by, and we want to talk to Jessie Lee Cates right after we listen to this track by her called Let Your Country Out. He's got designer jeans, a 10-gallon hat, stepping out of a jacked-up Cadillac. Diamond rings on his fingers, chains around his neck. Was a backwoods boy, wanna dress like that? Yeah. Come on, son, you ain't from the hood. Put your camo on and step back in the woods. Let your
Jesse Lee Cates, let your country out. I like that. Jesse Lee Cates and uh, takes us takes us from the hood to the country in less than four minutes. Jesse Lee, welcome aboard. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me. Oh, a pleasure, and I love that song. It's, uh, I think that uh, John Bon Jovi, wouldn't you agree, that is probably the first time that we have heard a track that actually does have a little bit of the hood sound in it and winds up as some, uh, some kick-butt country. It's some good <laughs> foot-stomping music. I, I liked it. Jesse Lee, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. That is good. That is that is a clever enough approach that you should have no trouble getting some pop spillover off of it. That is a uh, that is a good track. I like that. So tell us well, a little bit about. It. Yo, you're very welcome. Tell us a little bit about Jesse Lee Cates. Well, you know, I'm just a uh, um, I'm just a mama and a wife, and I love to sing. I love to write music. Um, I have an opinion, and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could relate to that as uh, John Bon Jovi or anybody else that knows me will tell you that's uh, that's one of the things I tell people uh, right up front. I used to always use it as a uh, at an employment interview too. I'd say uh, one of my traits is don't ever ask me my opinion unless you seriously want it because I'll give it to you. <laughs> and I I like that. How did you get to where you are now? How did you get your start in music? Um, it really started for me in high school when I was given theater, and I did uh, quite a few plays in high school, and, and I got to do some of the singing parts, and I realized that, you know, I just had a passion for that, and I loved it. And so once I graduated, I, I just started doing the little festivals um, around my hometown, the tomato festival, the strawberry festival. Um, I've said it so many times, when you live in the South, there's a festival for everything. So Absolutely. you never run out of something to do when you want to sing. So I just started doing those things, entered some radio competitions, and my the big moment came when I won one of those radio competitions and had the opportunity to open up for Aaron Tippin. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was the defining moment where I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. This you is know, I got it, to go yeah. to Nashville from that opportunity and and I just kind of never looked back. There was a there was a short, you know, span of time where I took a break from music and I actually ended up working in a factory making power steering pumps for cars for about 2 years and um, but I was constantly writing music. I was constantly coming up with a song on the assembly line, and I, I knew I wouldn't be there forever, and I wasn't. I found my way, my ticket, out, and I went right back to Nashville. Wow, that's awesome. Now, you, you mentioned uh, things in your hometown. What was your hometown? Um, Morristown, Tennessee. Morristown, Tennessee? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, that's my hometown. A, we've got a connection that's kind of kind of funny there that every now and then it sort of skips a little so I wasn't sure I heard you correctly but uh, so you're a Tennessee girl at heart yes absolutely and when you uh, when you finally got through all of that preparatory work your original singing uh, working making auto parts and then uh, getting back into it and getting to uh, to open with Aaron Tippin and go to Nashville what happened when you finally got to Nashville um, you know, I, I started learning really fast what it was going <laughs> to take to really do what you got to do, you know, in Nashville, that I was stubborn, 
You know, I knew what I would and wouldn't do. I knew what I wanted and what I didn't want. And I stuck by my guns, you know, and I think that's a big important part that everybody needs to do. And I, you know, I I dug my heels in deep and I wouldn't budge. And I said, well, you know, if it's not for you, then it's not for you. You know, we're just going to have to agree to say no and I'll move on because there's somebody out there who wants me. And um, yeah, ended up getting hooked up with my now manager and we started out as co-writers. And we hit it off. We've got Wayward Rose Records now. We just decided to start our own label. Um, we have the artistic freedom to write what we want, sing what we want, or what the you know, sing what I want, record what I want. And there's there's a there's a power in that when you have the reins of your career and your music. There's power in that. And eventually, somebody will take notice and they'll listen and move you forward. Absolutely, and I can, uh, John and I can relate to uh, what you just said too, because that's more or less uh, how we got doing what we're doing today. We're both uh, old time broadcast radio guys that uh, got together. Only we sort of got together after the fact and said, "Hey, we'd like to still be doing it, but radio today isn't what it was then." And we decided that uh, we'd go out, dig our heels in, do our own show our own way, beholden to nobody. And uh, if you don't like the show, don't listen. If you do, listen. And here there we you are. go. What, what's this, our fourth fourth or fifth year, I think, going into it? And I know John Bon Jovial is uh, standing by there and wants to add something or get into the conversation. So what you got for us, John? Well, you know, you, you kind of, um, you know, answered uh, part of the question that I was going to ask you, uh, Jesse Lee, and, and, and that was, uh, you know, I, I think it's great that you've gone out on your own, that you're not beholden to anybody. But before you made that decision, how many doors did you have to knock on around the Nashville area uh, and environs before you started getting noticed? Uh, a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, I know that I feeling. Felt, yeah, you know, I kind of felt that when I, I first got to Nashville, um, I was blessed with a, a very prominent program director from one of the radio stations in East Tennessee. He he took me to Nashville and, and took me to the CMA Awards, and I got to go to the Warner Brothers after party, and he started introducing me to these people, and I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know who these people are, but these names sound important, and I was getting business cards, and... Um, we left that party that night and he looked at me and he said, okay, I got you this far. The rest is up to you. And I took that handful of business cards and I called every number. I emailed every email address. I set up every meeting and I didn't stop until finally somebody was like, okay, come in here and sing. Come, come show me what you got. And then it just kind of, it just went down, it snowballed from there. And they were like, okay, well, I'm going to send you over here to sing for this person and over here to sing for this person and meet this guy and go to this, you know, mixer and this meet and greet. And it kind of just snowballed into this huge thing. I was noticing that I was getting kind of the same thing every time. Well, when you, when you get to this point, then call us. Basically, when you make it famous, give us a call. And uh, would you? I was like, okay. Would you? Would you? Um, did you have to do something along the lines of, uh, no, I'm not going to show you what you want. I'm going to show you what I'm all about. Did Did you have to do that with these people, or or, or were they already waiting for you to do that? Um, 
I kind of had to let them know, you know, I, I remember playing some of my music for these people, and they'd say, well, you know, it, it's, it's good and it's awesome, but we kind of need this sound. And it was the same sound that they already had. And that wasn't me. And I, and I would tell them that, you know, well, this is me, and this is my music, and this is my talent, and this is what my voice sounds like. And, you know, more times than not, they would say, okay, well, you know, just work on this, and when you get to this point, then just give us a call back. That was, that was the main thing. They, you know, they weren't very keen on, um, on changing the, the method that they had at the time. Right. I guess that's, that's the that's best way to put it. That's something John and I have talked about on here before is the fact that there is a uh, a growing tendency as corporate uh, corporate America takes over the music business and the radio business uh it becomes a uh, a bottom line business and instead of the creative angle and coming up with new and exciting original sounds it's okay we have this sound that, you know I could go you could go back to the uh, the 50s and the 60s Elvis came out and all of a sudden every major label had to have an Elvis Presley type star on the label and uh, right. it, it's uh, it's that uh, that corporate mentality somebody comes out with a bubblegum record that's a hit like uh, the 1910 fruit gum company in the 60s and all of a sudden you've got nothing but bubblegum hits all over the place and uh, the Beatles come out all of a sudden you've got to have the uh, you've got to have the Liverpool sound and it right. really it stifles a lot of talent because, you know, you get the people, not everybody is as, uh, what do I want to say, steadfast in their boots as you are, and uh, they want to become a star, so they will cave in and do, okay, you want me to sound like so-and-so, well, this is how, how much I can sound like so-and-so, and you lose the originality and the creativity, and I think that stinks, really. Right, it does. But you know what what I have noticed is that um music has a funny way of always catching up to itself. So even if, you know, I wasn't what they were looking for at the time, even if, you know, any artist, if they say, you know, you're not really what we're looking for, that doesn't mean that you'll never be what they're looking for because right. eventually they need a new sound. Eventually they need a new face. You know, and oh. and so you just got to stick to it and keep going. You know, be as a as a uh, as a wise country singer said not too many years ago, how do you like me now? <laughs> what does come around? <laughs> what goes around comes around. Jesse Lee, where, where are you going with your career from here on out? What's what's next in line for you? Uh, well, right now, you know, I'm I'm in writing mode. Um, I'm really wanting to move toward that second album. Um, um, I've grown a lot since, you know, Let Your Country Out hit the scene. And a lot of life has happened in between then and now. And so I'm ready to to write some more. I'm ready to um, really just put together a really stellar sophomore album. I'm just I'm well, ready to do that. So I'm, I'm writing a lot. Well, I sure hope that you'll keep us in mind. And when the album is ready, uh, give us a shout. We can have you come back and break it on our show. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you know, I say this all the time that without guys like you and stations like you, you know, as independent artists, we couldn't make it. So you all are what is keeping us going, and and I appreciate it so much. And our fans, of course, you know, my oh, fans, they're they're precious. 
And that's what we're all about. We we are trying to create, you know, one more stage for the indie artists to present their talents on. And if we can do that, then we have succeeded at what we're trying to do. We're going to uh, have a uh, taste of that uh, of that growth of your uh, career and your writing abilities. We, I mean it seriously. Do keep in touch and let us know when that album's ready. We'd love to have you come back on. Tell us a little bit of the time we have left. Tell us a little bit about this next song we're going to play called Behind Your Back. Oh, this is a, is a great song. It has such a classic sound to it, just a real throwback country sound. And, you know, it's for the good guys out there. You know, I think uh, country music has enough cheating songs. It's time for the good guy to be pulled into the limelight a little bit. I like that. Jesse Lee Cates, thank you for coming by, spending time with us, sharing your music. Best of luck to you in the future, and we'll look forward to having you back again real soon. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, Jesse Lee Cates, and Behind Your Back. See you. 
This is indie recording artist Nikki Chris, and you're listening to The David Bowers. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, we really want to thank you very much for listening to the David Bowers Awards, and it is underwritten and made possible by a grant from Computer Help USA IT Services and Hacking Recovery. Uh, they offer services and support online anywhere in the United States from their home office in Naples, Florida. We've got to include Canada in that as well. Call Computer Help USA, 239 or check out them uh, their web check out their website you know a little flustered from that hang up there check out their website at www.comphelpusa.com for details of their services and support the David Bowers Awards thanks Computer Help USA for their support and uh, I'm thinking that we have another guest here don't we you're absolutely right
And there you have it. That's Sorrentos, and we have with us right now Sorrentos to sit and talk with us a while. Come on in there. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? Uh, really great. Glad to have you with us. I know you're uh, you're a busy person. I've been going through some of your uh, recent history here, and it says that you've been uh, what you've been releasing what two albums a year and uh, frequent singles off of those CDs. I have. Yeah, I try to uh, get a lot of music out there, and I just want the fans to always expect surprises from me and expect something new. So I, I'm trying to give them something every single week, actually. Well, it seems to be working. You have a uh, large and uh, continually increasing fan base, it appears. And uh, one thing, there's a couple of things that we uh, want all of our guests to know. And uh, one of them is that self-promotion is highly encouraged on here. So don't hesitate. If you've uh, (laughs) you've got anything that you want to, any words that you want to spread to all the listeners, by all means, one of the things we like to cover is where they can find you online so they can learn about you and listen to your music for themselves. Sure. You know, first I want to say thank you for having me on your show. And um, probably the easiest thing for fans uh, is my website, which is www.melogia.com. And uh, on there they can find links to all my music. They can download my music for free. And, of course, I'm on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So whatever their pleasure is, they can find me on there if they just search my name, Sorrentos. But uh, I think the website is probably the hub of everything, and they can find pretty much anything they need right on there. Fantastic. And, of course, as always, I tell the listeners that uh, if you didn't get that or if you forget it or forgot to write it down, drop me a line, and I'll be happy to direct you to Sorrento's website and uh, all the usual places where you can find him. Where did the name Sorrento's come from? You know, when I first, this is my fourth official year, and when I first was trying to think of, you know, what I'm going to stand for, what's my name going to be, I... You know, every name I could think of was taken. So yes. I'm of Greek descent. I'm, you know, born in America, but I'm Greek. Uh, my parents are immigrants here. And I just thought, you know, my my Greek name is Sorantos. My American name is uh, Sam. I thought that kind of had a cool ring to it. So that's uh, that's basically what I came up with. And part of it is everything good was already taken, but part of it was just uh, I thought it had a cool vibe to it. Has a, a definite, uh, a definite causative relationship there. Now let's talk your music because it's been described by people in the industry in uh, various ways, which include uh, emotionally powerful uh, and a cross, a fusion of classic '80s rock blended with modern soft rock and pop music. There's been a lot of definitions along those lines. What are you looking for? What what do you have? What creates the music for you? I think when I, you know, very simply put, I love 80s rock. So I think that's definitely where I start. And then I love all sorts of modern pop and rock music. So I think it really is just a blend of 80s rock with modern pop rock. Is probably the simplest way I can explain it. And again, when I first started, I really wanted to be in contact with the fans pretty regularly and one of the other things I want to do is I don't want to get bored of me I didn't want to sit and put a medium you know rock song out there every single month so I experiment and I think a lot of my stuff you know I've done stuff that is more on the folk side the pop side the pop rock but 
it's rare for me to say that one of my songs is strictly pure pop. I mean, it's always a fusion of at least two genres, I think. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of what I'm doing. I have to agree with you because in listening to your music, uh, I've had that same feeling. I'm saying, well, wait a minute. Uh, if, if, if this guy is doing pop rock, this is something a little different here that doesn't really fit that niche. And I think that's wonderful because people that know me know that uh, one of the things I love is an artist who can, well, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, cross genres successfully i mean not just do it as a gimmick and you know incorporate rap in the country music or something like that but to actually get, you know go out of the box and cross the genre and come up with a really solid finished product and and you've done that in many of the tracks that i've listened to where you've gone from uh, well as as you said there's a definite uh, 80s rock influence there uh, you've gotten into pop uh, rock and uh, even to a little bit e electronic. Have you dabbled with electronic music? I have, yeah, David. I have. I, um, in fact, the uh, the song coming out next month is definitely the next two songs. Actually, are I would definitely say electronic is the primary genre for those. And I like to. I don't know if people have realized this yet, but what I always kind of do is in the summer I try to release summery type songs. So those tend to be more on the electronic, pop, dance kind of style. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I just think it's summer. You know, no one wants to hear a depressing love ballad in the summer. And, uh, you know, there's a method <laughs> of madness. Sure. And, and I know that you have, uh, you have pointed out that you, you just don't like to release robotic music. And uh, I, I guess this translates. I've never had the uh, the privilege and fortune of catching you in a live concert, but I guess this carries over into your live concerts, or or, or even in the reverse from your live concerts to your recorded music. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think nowadays you can. You know, when you first start, I think everyone wants to be a perfectionist and they want to use auto tune and really really uh, make everything sound perfect but that's not what music is so to me as the last four years have evolved not only do I continue to learn about music and lyrics and just everything from theory to practical you know applications and how to sing but I have totally changed what I think and I think music is meant to be imperfect and there's certainly times when I'm sitting there spending like a hundred hours trying to you know make some kick drum sound perfect but on the flip side i think if it sounds too perfect like it was made on a computer you know it just doesn't have that authentic vibe so i think especially in concert you know i think uh you just got to be yourself it's okay if you miss a pitch it's okay if it's not perfect but it's real you know you don't have to like switch your mic off every time you're talking to the crowd versus singing and I see this all the time, even on TV and concerts where they're clearly not singing. Right. Know? And it's just kind of sad because I don't, I understand the hit songs. People want them to sound pretty much like they do, but there's plenty of other songs where you can make it an acoustic or you could just go off track or you can have some cool solos. And I think that's a very needed part of music. I really do. 
I have to agree, and John and I, uh, both as uh, former uh, broadcast radio people, have, have discussed this several times, the fact that uh, uh, sometimes recordings can be too sterile. Uh, you go in the studio and use auto-tune and all these other tricks of the trade to make them perfect, and uh, and they come out being too perfect, and you lose the, the emotion and the spontaneity. Speaking of John, I know you have something you'd like to uh, jump in with there, John Bon Jovial. Well, yes, absolutely. Thank you, David. Uh, first of all, uh, you know I haven't had a chance to say it yet, Sorantos, but welcome. We are so glad to have you with us. Uh, my question is uh, the influences in in your life. Uh, in listening to your music, you know you, you can point in several different directions. Oh, there's a little bit of this in there, a little bit of that in there. But you know I want to hear it from the proverbial horse's mouth. Who has influenced you the most? The most? Uh, who is your muse, if you will? I would, again, if I had to pick one genre, I'd say 80s rock, but specifically within that, I have a lot of influences, but I would, when I think of my core of who really motivates me, I would definitely say bands like Survivor, Journey, Def Leppard, Michael Jackson, um, you know, just because I loved what they did, just with passion, emotion, and that right there is a wide variety, where people are like, wait a minute, you're influenced, you know, those aren't exactly all the same absolutely but, you know whether you go uh you know there's songs from youtube bruce springsteen modern artists you know katie perry taylor swift uh justin bieber i i learned from everybody and i'm influenced by them because there's nothing cooler than when a song really hits you you know when it really just you know people always try to find what's a hit song we all chase it um and, and I stopped doing that a year ago because I really realized it's really about the emotion. And I did, two years ago, I released my top song was What If I Never See You Again, which I wrote about my father. And my father had passed away and it was kind of the inspiration to that song. But basically, I would get emails and I'd get you know, comments from people that were like, wow, this really touched me. My husband just died. My, and it really got me thinking that every song, there's some songs like the one out right now called Above the Clouds, which is a feel-good, positive song, no matter what happens, you know, it's always sunny above the clouds. But every song's different, and I don't want to sit there and write all depressing love songs and happy love songs. So the other thing I try to do is I want my songs to be relatable, but I don't want them to all be the same. Great, and you do an excellent job of that. Listeners, if you look him up, check his music on uh, Reverb Nation and wherever else you go to get your music, you'll see exactly what he was just saying. Sarantos, I want to thank you for coming by and spending some time with us today, and I want to thank you also for answering what was going to be my last question, which was to have you tell us a little bit about this next song we're going to play. So uh, we'll leave it at that, and I'll invite you to come back, keep in touch with us, let us know what's going on. I have a couple of pages on Facebook. Just uh, search, just search whatever that noise was. <laughs> just search the David Bowers on Facebook, and uh, there's a page there where you can post your upcoming events, releases, and everything. Keep in touch with us. Let us know perhaps when those albums come out, and uh, have you back on and share some more with us. Yeah, absolutely, David and John. I want to thank you guys, and I'd be happy to be on again anytime. Our pleasure. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, Sorrentos, and here's his latest called Above the Clouds.
I'm the David Bowers. Thank you, Sorrentos. Thank you, Jesse Lee Cates. And thank you, listeners, for being with us. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Oh, my brother, I am on my way. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world through the facilities of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and also from the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Arizona. And we are available for free listen and download on iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, and Spreaker. And be sure to follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all those other silly social media sites. Uh, Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester, New York. That is Rochester Free Radio and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. Greenwich time for more great indie music and talk with the artists who make it all happen. Until next week, for the David Bowers and everybody else here at the David Bowers Awards, I'm John Bon Jovial.